0: Hey, friends, and welcome to our next episode here at Organized and Productive. I'm Stephanie, your host. For today's episode, we have a very special guest. It is Maggie Svick from Arc Thrift Stores here in Colorado. She is the Vice President of Marketing for Thrift Store for Arc Thrift Store, and she's responsible for the marketing efforts that help the success of the nonprofit. She and her team manage social media. They coordinate the television buys, all the creative stuff that you see online. That's all her and her team. Which I didn't know there were 34 thrift stores around. Colorado, the Front Range and the Western Slopes. And there's 15 donation centers. And she talks about how there's a few, there's, I think, some new stores coming in and maybe outside of Colorado too, which is really exciting. And I met Maggie through her podcast. So through the podcasting world, Um, her and ARC, they have a thrift store called Get Thrifty, which is a really wonderful podcast if you are interested in that. She interviews people all around the world that find value in thrifting. And um, it's really eye-opening. You get to meet very interesting people, hear their very interesting stories. So if you like that type of thing and you're into the hidden treasures of thrifting, then head on over to Get Thrifty, their podcast. Uh, So that's how I met her because I was listening in on these conversations about thrifting. And I've become a lot more. Aware about thrifting and the uh, and how it can help our clients and our community in their decluttering journey. Because yes, you can find that rarity and that one priceless item that you got for a dollar or something like that. Sure, but it also helps the uh, the community to get items that are pre-loved and sometimes honestly quite brand new because that's you know a lot of people donate brand new things, Um, but pre-loved and they get it for a fraction of the cost, really helping the community thrive and helping um, other people get things that they need at a much more reasonable price. And also um, somewhere nearby that is very community oriented. So when I went down the the rabbit hole of finding thrift stores and consignment stores that I think have good values and could be a benefit to our community, their thrift stores came to mind. And then I started listening to their podcast and realized, oh my gosh, um, you know, they're a wealth of knowledge and one thing led to another and that's how Maggie and I met. I asked her if she would be um, part of the conversation and the rest is history. So I'm excited for you to listen in on the conversation and get to know her but also get to know uh, the power of of thrifting and also the misconceptions that um, people have and what the reality is about a thrift store as a donator, but also if you're donating things, but also as a buyer. So we dive into those misconceptions, misunderstandings and clear those up uh, and and hopefully you will find as much value as I did out of the conversation. And remember, you have many options in your organizing journey. Thrifting is one of them. Donating is one of them. Um, but also know that when you are ready to let go of your stuff, you also have a place where you can go and buy things back, if that makes sense. It doesn't always just have to disappear forever and you will never see it again. Sometimes it will just come right back because it's all part of the community ecosystem. So, uh, all right, without any more delays, here we go with Maggie. Welcome to the Organized and Productive Podcast with the Organized Flamingo. I am your host, Stephanie, a professional organizer and productivity expert. Ready to explore the right organizing and productivity solutions for you? Yeah? Well, then let's go. Hey Maggie, welcome to Organized Productive. I'm so happy you're here because everyone knows we get straight into the conversation. So welcome. Thanks so much for having me. We're really excited to be here. Yay. So okay, we want to get right into the nitty-gritty. And really the overview here is more about uh the misconceptions that people have about thrifting, sure. secondhand. And let's dive right into that. What what are some of the misconceptions? or misunderstandings that people have that you have come across working in this field now? You know, it's so interesting and
1: it it really is a great question because, you know, I think one of the biggest things that people deal with when it comes to thrift shopping is being overwhelmed by it. You know, especially with our stores, we have very large stores. We, you know, have almost every category available to the consumer and it can be a little overwhelming. Um, So we have all sorts of, you know, over the years have learned tips and tricks for people. You know, some people are not overwhelmed. They're like, this is my jam. This is, you know, I'm there for the treasure hunt get out of my way. I love it. And then some people are overwhelmed. So I think if you can kind of go in with an open mind, if you're new to thrifting, that's a great place to start when approaching a thrift store.
0: What is a thrift store exactly? And how did you guys, you at, at ARC, um define it? I mean, I think for the most, the most part, most people kind of understand, but if someone's just getting into this and wanting to shop some more, Also a great question because, you know, that's so true. People don't
1: always understand what it really means. It's all about shopping secondhand. For most thrift stores, especially here in Colorado, most of our thrift stores here are affiliated with a nonprofit. ARC is no different than that. Um, We run 34 thrift stores that are, you know, our main purpose is to sell gently, gently, loved items to the public. Now, a big part of our business is also gathering donations. You know, a thrift store is only as strong as their donation stream. And when you reached out, I was so excited because, you know, I feel like a lot of your listeners, your audience, they really have this like heart for donation. And I'm excited to be able to speak to them and really, you know, not only share with them how easy it is to donate, but oh my gosh, donate and then come around to the front door and walk inside and buy as well for great deals, for the treasure hunt, for something special.
0: Yeah. And well, I mean, exactly. That's how I found you in the podcast because the love that our listeners do have, it's the love of the stuff, but they just can't hold it all for whatever reason mm-hmm. it may be downsizing, just wanting to try something different sometimes. Um, and sometimes you have to for your health and and what, what other reasons. And when someone gives it to someone that or an organization that means something or they understand mm-hmm. that it's going to a greater cause and, or it's part of the ecosystem because they can go find something else that they are going to use. So it's this, you know, beautiful marriage if, if you want it to be. Um, mm-hmm. so I love that you said that this is a place where it's pre-loved. It's a misconception that it, it can be messy. It's, if you, if you know what you're looking for, it doesn't have to be that way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if you're open to that thrill of a hunt, it can be, really a treasure hunt and if you are overwhelmed by it you know take it in baby steps you know one category at a time is always a great way to approach a thrift store but i I love that your your audience really does have a heart for this and it's so interesting to me you know organizing i love that there's these piles you know the, the the keep pile the the trash pile but the donate pile and i want arc to be the first place that people think of when they are creating that donate pile And it's easy to feel that way. I mean, our mission, as you know, is really to help people right here in Colorado with intellectual and developmental disabilities. So we fund 15 ARC chapters across the state. We're looking to expand in 2024. We're very excited about that. We may be moving to other states um, and really, you know, spreading this joy to other states. We're very excited about that. The quiet Underlining rumor is that maybe it's New Mexico, so fingers crossed, um, which would be great, you know, really to spread what we're doing here. We run thrift stores in a very particular way. Yes, we're a nonprofit. Yes, we have those deep feels, you know, where we care about the environment, and all this But really, we run it like a business. You know, my CEO is a visionary. He is very much a type A hardcore businessman. And finance and, you know, running this like a business has been really um, important to us and has been a really tremendous part of our success. So yes, we give back to the community. We care about that tremendously. But the reason we've been successful is because we treat it like average retail. And I think our customers really appreciate that as well.
0: Well, that's a great segue for us to talk about how do you pick the items that you sell? And now that you mentioned it's a business, so how do you figure out what people are going to want or buy? How do you do that?
1: You know, for us, when it comes to making it like traditional retail, it's about seasonality, right? The customer, when they walk into a retail store, they want things that are seasonal. When you walk into our thrift stores, unlike many mom and pop thrift stores and no diss to them, but we just don't do it this way. We don't put Christmas out in July. It just doesn't happen. We save for seasons. It really sets us apart because our consumers can count on us for seasonality. So when they need that coat, they know that they can find those, you know, uh, lightweight knits, long sleeve knits, winter coat sweaters based on the season. Um, that's very important to us. And again, it sets us apart. So. This is another misconception, we'll back up a little bit, is that we take donations from the consumer and store them somewhere and then push them out to the stores. That would be a terrible carbon footprint. We don't do that. If you donated a specific store, it stays at that store. Now, we do store it, for seasonality so if it's a halloween costume that we got in may you're not going to see that out on the floor till october but you can count on um, the reflection of the thrift store is a reflection of the neighborhood it really is it's also a nice little insider tip for shopping our stores. If you really like the neighborhood, it's a little eclectic and weird great thrift store, right? It depends on the neighborhood because those are the donors because people donate. I wish for our mission, but mainly for convenience and ease of ease of access, right? Um so that's that's always a fun part. But again, another misconception is that for some reason people really think, "Oh, you know, thrift stores are hiding the good stuff." We don't even have an e-commerce site. We don't do that. We really want what is delivered to the store to be sold at that store. It's an important you know, gift to our community.
0: Yeah, I found that as I was doing my research, I had no idea because I think that's another one of those misconceptions in why people, like for customers that we have and clients, they won't donate to some of these the mm-hmm. big box because they feel... Like, it's just going to be worse for the environment. They will be shipped. They will take the good stuff and try to, you know, upsell it to just an unfair amount. Anyway, and all these other misconceptions. So true. When I was looking at you guys, I was like, well, I had no idea that you do keep it. Within the neighborhood, which I think is great.
1: Yeah. Yes, and we really try and be good stewards of these items. You know, it it's true that a lot of stuff can't be sold. People do donate their trash to us. It's true. So we do have a bit of you know waste that goes out there. We hate that. We try and responsibly recycle. I like to be very transparent and let people know we do. You know, if something can't be sold on our floors and can be sold overseas to a thriving third world country that really thrives off their secondhand market. We try and do very strong research. So we're only working with brokers who work with countries who care and make sure that those items aren't ending up in, you know, landfill in South America. That would break us. We don't want that kind of reputation. So we have an entire department devoted just to our recycling efforts to make sure that we are, you know, lessening our carbon footprint. Even our warehouse is located on a rail line. So that, if we are putting stuff onto cargo ships, it's going to countries who are responsible for it and do the right things. That's a really important part of our mission, too. Yes, it's the people with disabilities. But if we're going to do this, we got to do it right. We have been named one of Colorado's largest recyclers. It's an important status, and the only way to keep that is to do the right thing and to be good stewards of the things we cannot sell.
0: That's wonderful. That's great to hear. OK. So then going back to the misconception, but a little bit about your stores as well. so if, Do you have a cap? Like, what are some tips that you would give listeners of, you know, don't bring, I I know you have a whole, like on your website, you have a, 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 you know, a a helpful sheet for the donators, but in general, do you have some advice for our listeners when they're going to the donation center about, Hey, you know, don't donate too much or try to stay within the seasons. That's a great point. I mean, it, it sounds like you, you store it, but you try to really put it, put it out by season. So are there tips like that, that people can be aware of so that their carbon footprint is less, so that it's more impactful. Absolutely when they do donate. You know, the
1: biggest piece of advice I can give people and, you know, not to worry about seasons because like I said, we do have a robust storage system. It's all barcoded. We can find it in an instant. It's That's not a problem at all. The biggest thing for us is like bring it in boxes and bags and separate it by hard goods and soft goods. That's the biggest piece of advice I can give you. You know, yes, like you said, the website is a great tool for what we can't accept. And that's mostly like mattresses, televisions, paint, uh, live animals, you know, that kind of thing, right? But if you can separate it by hard goods and soft goods, that's the easiest way for our production team to take it from your vehicle. And you don't even have to get out of your car. Pop the trunk, say, empty my trunk. We'll take it out for you. We'll put it through our line. And and hard goods versus soft goods is always best. In a bag for the soft, in a box for the hard. That's the easiest way to do it. And again, you don't even have to leave your vehicle. We really will help you out, empty your vehicle for you, and give you a tax receipt when you're out the door. So it's a really easy process.
0: Oh, I love it. Okay, so let's talk about stories and of people bringing stuff in or maybe the ones that find the stuff. So, you I've listened to your podcast and we will give details uh, on that in just a bit also in the show notes if you're listening right now. But the those stories you have on your on your podcast are oh so incredible and they're, they're really cool. So, are there stories that have left some kind of, you know, warmth in your heart or Sure awe moment for you now having worked with ARC for a little bit.
1: Absolutely. Um, You know, we have wonderful stories. I love the stories that come directly from the store. But yes, you're absolutely right. The Get Thrifty podcast brings us people from all over the world, literally, with stories. But one of my favorites is Midmod Marion. She's actually from Colorado Springs. So she's a native girly. And she found a steamer trunk, Louis Vuitton steamer trunk in one of our stores, one of three incredible. Um I can't remember exactly how much she paid for it but it was very low. It actually now is part of her will and trust because it, you know, once she had it authenticated as an original, you know, 1900s Louis Vuitton trunk that had, you know, traveled on steamer lines all over the world, had all the insignia. I mean straight off the Titanic type trunk from Louis Vuitton in mint condition. Um, And somebody out there got the other two because uh, Midmod Marion, Marion down in Colorado Springs only got one and this thing is worth just, you know, it's very expensive. So that, I love that story because it was local. And it's just this idea that, you know, we're a thrift store. We're not always going to know what we have. So it's such a treasure hunt. And I mean, I think you said it best with the whole not doing the e-commerce thing. We are not cannibalizing our stores to sell things online. We take that very... very seriously. Um, Not to say that we'll never sell online. You know, Things change, the economy changes. I don't know if another COVID is set to come or whatnot. Who knows? We may be forced to try selling online someday. But right now, our stores are brick and mortar. You can come in, touch, feel, really have the experience of shopping secondhand and know that you're helping out a great organization in the process. And we're not going to take the good stuff from the stores. Now, That doesn't mean that someone's not going to get there at eight o'clock in the morning and wait in line on a Saturday. As you know, our stores are very busy, 50% off Saturday. And, uh, you know, unless you're on top of it, you're not going to get that half price deal because we got a lot of people. I think we did 4 million customer transactions last year. Incredible number, right? And I always like to joke, we make millions off selling dirty t-shirts, because you know that's always my favorite, my favorite line. People, that's my favorite customer complaint too. You changed the laundry detergent. Sorry, hun. We don't wash.
0: <laughs> no, no that that's a that's a different department. That is a different right. store. That is so interesting. So funny. <laughs>
1: Yeah. People really have, you know, they think we wash every item. I'm like, oh my gosh, it would cost us so much in water. And then we would be killing what we would we're doing to the, for the environment by taking these off people's hands. You know, I always suggest when you buy clothing in a thrift store, take it home and wash it. Um, but, you know, and many people are so great about washing. I can't tell you how many cl- items come either tag on or in a dry cleaner bag you know, and most dry cleaners, especially in Colorado are so generous. If they have to get rid of it because they don't have room, they donate it to our care stores. So I I love the stuff that comes in a dry cleaner bag. You know, it's um, been well-loved. Someone might've forgotten it. Don't forget your dry cleaning folks. It ends up at our stores. And if
0: you do, and it's been a while check in our store because it's probably a (laughs) up.
1: Yes. It might have, you know, the dry cleaner tag on the actual tag hanging on our, on our aisles. (laughs) It's, it is the hilarious. other
0: part is i I hope listeners are picking up on this as well that yes you know we talk about these really fun stories of collectors or uh lucky ones that ended up stumbling upon that one rarity or whatever um but these are pre-loved items that are, are also mm-hmm. going to the community that needs them and can mm-hmm. get a good a good deal out of things that they need coats especially here in Colorado for the winter so I love you know everything that you are all doing and that you know that. that's That's such a
1: good point too. I mean, really people don't understand, you know, yes, I love our young influencers who come in and like make TikTok videos for me. I'm like obsessed with how exciting and hip thrift has become, but you're absolutely right. Our core demographic is always going to be, you know, that single mom who is trying to clothe their children. Um, And we take that relief effort really seriously, too. We do a voucher program where we actually work with most nonprofits in the state of Colorado where we give vouchers so that if people are truly in need, they can um, get vouchers to shop our stores. Um, You're absolutely right. That, That lower income mom is our core customer and we'll do anything to make sure she's getting a good deal.
0: Yeah. And so for our listeners who are downsizing and letting things go, yes, you know, don't don't overthink it because sometimes, yes, you might have something that is of value and you you know, you know, gave it away. But honestly, when you're giving these things away to an ARC or something like that, mm. um, a charity like that, it's also helping people who actually really need it. And they've been in your closet mm. this entire time. And so it's a win-win for everybody. So Purge oh. that stuff. Bring it yes. to us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So is there any other fun facts about either your store or things mm. that you've seen that you think people would really enjoy? Um you know, as they're decluttering, like to keep in mind.
1: Yeah. I mean, it really is a treasure hunt. And, you know, I always like to tell people, um, you know, get out there and really get to see some of our customers. You meet the most interesting people, people who are absolutely obsessed with like vintage Pyrex. Um, I've got ladies who are obsessed with the dolls. We've got people who upcycle and they take some of these things, just met a guy. He takes like grandma's quilts that we get donated and he buys all of them and he makes really awesome blazers for men out of them. I mean, there's women too. There's a gal out in Greenwood Village. She, she's no older than 19 years old, Emily. And she actually takes men's oversized blazers and she cuts them and make, refashions them for herself into mini skirts and blazers like a set so adorable. She's putting herself through college with this. So the stories that come out, it's never ending. Like you said, the Get Thrifty podcast, we get to talk to people who just are doing incredible things in our community with these items. And they these young people care about the environment in a whole different way than we do. And it's just apparent. They want to come in. They don't want to be dressed like everyone else. They would sooner, you know, they would not be caught dead in fast fashion. Uh, they are proud to say, thanks, it's thrifted. And they want to tell you how much they didn't pay for it, you know? <laughs> That's always a fun thing. It, it's a, I, I'm amazed that I get paid to do this job because I get to meet the most incredible people that are doing just amazing things, whether they're making money off of us or, you know, donating. It's all this beautiful cyclical uh, synergy that helps everyone and everyone wins.
0: Yeah. Okay. Before we get to our core questions that we ask everyone and everyone's familiar with, I'd love to hear what is a tip that you would give the donors to somebody who's coming in to donate and then a buyer who is visiting your store. Like, is there something like a tool, like something that you would say, don't forget this when you come in or, hey, when you're donating, this is really helpful.
1: Okay, shopping first. So definitely come in with an open mind, but hit every aisle is my biggest tip. Hit every single aisle. Don't miss the bottom shelf. Don't miss domestics. People often overlook the domestics department because they're like, a ah, bed sheet's gross. They don't want to deal with that. There's so much else in there there's linens, there's, uh, fabric. There's crafts. That's where we keep all of our crafting stuff. And we do bags of crafts. If you're a crafter and you're not hitting a thrift store before before you hit regular big box retail craft items, you're missing out. If you like hot glue and yarn and needlepoint and all of those things, check us out. Even you know those big spools of those expensive yarn, we have them in bulk, girl. People miss out on the craft section by skipping domestics. Never skip domestics. And Always look on the bottom shelf.
0: What about for those that are coming in to donate?
1: Donors, um, you know, the biggest thing is we're so busy with donations, especially this time of year. Come with a little patience, you know, give us a chance. Here's another fun piece of information. We hire a lot of people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. 20% of our workforce, whether they identify or not, has a disability of some sort. A little patience, a little kindness for that person who might be unloading your car. That would be my biggest piece of advice they're very sweet. They're trying their hardest. And sometimes they get backed up with a lot of cars. It can get overwhelming, especially if you're dealing with someone who may have autism. There's lots of different things just to keep in mind a little kindness to our our people at the back door. They really are trying their best and they want to impress you and they want to take care of your donations. So it's probably my biggest piece of advice.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. And it's part of the journey, right? Like it's part of the whole experience from the moment that you are driving to donate. And it's the story and it's the, how you got there. I mean, so make it part of that journey and meet those awesome people that are working there.
1: Absolutely. And it will make you smile. You'll leave with a smile. If you can be a little patient to give them a smile and they're so excited to be there. You know, we really are the people that we hire. That's one of my favorite parts of the job is that, you know, these are some people who are not going to have the college experience. This is their first job in many cases, first paycheck it turns them like their first boyfriend or girlfriend. Oh my gosh, their first like social, we do proms, we do parties. We just did our Christmas party yesterday. I mean, it's an incredible experience to, you know, really be a part of their lives. And, and, uh, they're, they're the reason I, I show up every day. Definitely.
0: Oh, how fun. How awesome. Okay. All right. So all our guests get three questions. And the first one is what is the one thing you would want people to take away from the conversation?
1: Oh gosh. I mean, I have to, you know, not so shameless plug. It's got to be you know, podcast listeners, if you're listening to this podcast, the Organized Flamingo, then you 100% are a podcast listener. And I would ask, please add the Get Thrifty podcast to your lineup of um, listen to podcasts. We do it every week. Like I said, we speak to people literally all over the world. Um, Last year, we talked to uh, someone in France or no, she was in Ireland. She runs a thrift shop there. Uh, We just have stories from all over the country, all over the world of people who are thrifters, pickers, antique, speakers, DIYers, upcyclers, you name it. Listen to our podcast. We'd love to have you check us out.
0: A hundred percent. That That's how I found you. Yes. Please go listen. Uh, okay. Favorite magazine and or business that you read for business or for pleasure. It could be email. Okay.
1: And I was thinking of this. I'm like, gosh, we have two magazines that come to my house, one for yoga for me and then the other for lacrosse for my son, who's a big sports fanatic. But the the more relevant to this is definitely a blog I've been reading lately, and I'm super obsessed with it. It's called Blue Collar Red Lipstick. First of all, such a cute name. And you know Adina. Okay, I love that. So Adina is fantastic. First of all, she looks like a Ralph Lauren supermodel. She is so adorable. She has great fashion sense. She's all about sustainability. She's very organized. She'd be a great guest for you. And um, just a fantastic gal. She really um is inspirational. I really enjoy her. And her blog is always fun. Plus, her stuff looks couture, but she shops thrift. It's incredible. Some of the ideas she has with. Blazers and sweaters are just absolutely undeniable. She she's a force. So blue collar, red lipstick would definitely be who I would suggest you go read more about.
0: Oh, thank you. This gave me a great idea. I'm going to ask. I'm going to add blogs to the question, so it doesn't just. Oh have- yeah. Because nowadays Ooh. that is like our magazine. That was a absolutely. good absolutely. Yeah, it was such a good <laughs> episode. Your questions were so fun, and yeah, definitely go listen. Okay. Oh, and Canadians. I love the Canadians. They're so much fun. <laughs>
1: We don't have oh, accents in Colorado. So yeah. I'm like, I'm, anyone with an accent, I'm
0: like, come on the show. Tell me your story. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So where can people find you?
1: Oh, best place to find me, um, you know, definitely ARC Thrift Stores on Facebook, Instagram at ARC Thrift, uh, Podcast with Maggie on Instagram specifically to, you know, follow the podcast. Um, and then you can find us on our website, www.arcthrift.com.
0: Awesome. Wonderful. Well, thank you again, Maggie. And until next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the organized and productive podcast with the organized flamingo. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love it. If you leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player, it helps with letting people know that we're here for full show notes and resources, head on over to the organized flamingo.com slash podcast. Happy organizing.